Disclaimer. This podcast contains strong language, mentions of violence, and concepts that may be inappropriate for children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to episode four of Under New Suns, the show that speculates on what our world could look like from an Afrofuturistic perspective. I'm Danica J, your host, and this is the birthday episode in June. If you hear some lovely piano in the background, um, that's my neighbor. She's 92 and she still plays piano to keep herself sharp. And there's also a few birds chirping in the background, which I never quite understood what type of bird chirps at night, but... They do exist, and they will be joining us for this episode of the podcast. So anyway, let's get right to it. I'm 30. I don't know how this happened, but I I somehow am now a fully grown adult with a fully developed brain. I admit, I do think I make better choices than I did roughly four years ago, which is supposedly when your brain is finished developing. I think they say it's like you're 26 years old when your brain is fully developed. But I'm shocked at how there will now be settings where I am the obvious and perhaps only adult in the room. Surely there's a better option? But yeah, this is 30. Admittedly, I did not reach my goal of having six episodes produced by my birthday, but I think four is pretty decent. If I were to grade myself, it would be, you know, it would be a B minus, but B's get degrees, you know what I'm saying? People in grad school know what I mean. So I will take that win. But given this is the birthday episode, I suppose I'll deviate a bit here and share some reflections I've been having recently in no particular order. First, shout out to all my friends who are also turning 30 this year. Seriously, it's important that we celebrate every moment. I think we're probably all reflecting on the recent mass shootings, especially here in Philly. We had one uh, last weekend, I think it was. It's getting a lot of attention, which is good. But people who live here know that that's because it was on South Street, which is a popular strip, kind of like a tourist spot, and perhaps most importantly, an area frequented by higher income white folks. At the time I'm writing this episode, there weren't too, too many details on who exactly the shooters were, but I feel comfortable saying that this was probably another summer night in Philly. And to be clear, I'm not saying that to downplay the intense uptick in level of violence that Philly and other cities, and other cities, honestly, have been experiencing What I mean is that violence like this has been a daily occurrence for many black and brown Philadelphians for years now. I actually saw a little bar chart on 6ABC News the other day, and it said that my chances as a black person of dying due to firearm homicide was 642 in a million. For white people in Philly, it was 69 in a million. And, you know, also of note, it also said that your chance of dying while giving birth in the United States is 210 in a million. And... One year of driving is a hundred in a million. I'm not super great at math, but I do feel like that birth statistic isn't adjusted for the extreme rates of maternal death and mortality for black women. Um, But we can definitely talk about that on another episode. But, you know, let's say we take those stats at face value, right? I am more likely to die of gun violence in Philadelphia than I am giving birth or driving, which as a person who doesn't frequent areas where people be fighting, like I, I know when it's time to head out, that is concerning. I don't know if this incident on South Street will prompt change at all, but I hope it does. Um, Maybe if only because of interest convergence. And so you might be wondering, what is that? 
Interest, interest convergence was a term that was coined by Dr. Derek Bell and is actually a tenet of critical race theory. So people listening, if you ever get in a situation where someone is like, do you even know what critical race theory is? I got you covered. Here's your line. Interest convergence says that black people have only gotten civil rights issues addressed when the interests of the white and black communities converge. So I'm sure I'm not alone in wondering whether or not the white business owners and tourists that operate on and frequent South Street will have more sway in getting something done than the black residents of Strawberry Mansion. In other news, I recently got a new job, which I am very excited about. And for the record, none of what I say here reflects the views of any of my past or present employers or their affiliates. Gotta put that disclaimer out here. Don't be messy, folks. Don't, don't get on Twitter talking about me. Um, that's not the right thing to do, so let's not go there. Um, but anyway, my new job has me thinking quite a bit about the American dream success in our class system. And I also finally watched the latest Batman with Robert Pattinson. I think we all know at this point that Batman's real power is that he's a billionaire. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been discussed before, but what really hit me in full force after watching the latest movie um, and watching his showdown with uh, the Riddler, what I could not stop thinking about is that this is not compelling. And I don't mean that the acting, the production quality or whatever wasn't good. It was all good. Um, I mean, the concept that there would even be a villain going around killing people in the police department because they are corrupt and that there would be a whole cat and mouse game where we're like trying to guess who the secret corrupt person is. And it's like a whole big deal. Like this is for the record, the same country that saw an insurrection last year, which was egged on by our former president. And, you know, at time of writing, we are currently uh, learning a whole bunch of new stuff about January 6th. And in my current city, Philadelphia, a few years ago, they had to remove something like 4% of the police force due to their ties to known white supremacist groups. So like, and I kind of hate that I feel this way, but the plot that the Batman movie is offering isn't really fantasy anymore. And I say this as someone who, given this podcast, gets a lot out of fantasy and sci-fi and alternate universes because I really feel like when done well, they can provide us with a blueprint on what a better world could look like. But some of these superhero stories, they're outdated. They're behind the eight ball. In Batman movies, they treat corruption and deviancy and white supremacy like it's a shark we need to look out for. But in real life, it's not the shark, it's the water. Some other things that are coming up for me too um, as I move into my 30th year and the decade of the 30s, Um, I went back home to visit my parents, and among other things, we had the conversation we always do, the one that pretty much derails into a shouting match about how people who want to live better should just work harder. Um, You know, spoiler alert, that that conversation, it it never ends well, Um, and people get mad, and we all walk away, but we keep having the same conversation. But anyway, for for many years, um, I've tried to introduce a different perspective, um, But my parents, and I think this is the case for many Americans, are married to the idea that your success in life is purely based on your own willpower. And it has absolutely nothing to do with intentional policy, um, history, or or anything else. The the idea is that success is individual. Um, And I think you all know by listening to this podcast that that I do not think that. Um, I believe that everyone is community made. 
And I've really struggled with understanding why people think like this. But I think I get it now. Maybe. So, and just go with me here. To divorce yourself from the idea of the American dream of individualized success is to be confronted with all of the things that would absolutely not be okay under any other circumstances. In effect, it's the equivalent of realizing that everything happens for a reason is not true. I wonder if my parents and my grandparents would have been so okay with the concept of working multiple jobs to afford the bare necessities if they had to admit that not only is there no direct correlation between success and hard work, but that the harder you work, the less likely you'll be around to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And that's a little public health uh, stat for you, if anyone's curious. Um, would they have been able to look themselves in the eye and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this second job to afford necessities that some people were born with, that other countries provide to their citizens for free? If there's no rhyme and there's no reason, then what's left? Who do you become when you realize that you ran the whole race and there is no finish line? This one in, is in particular for my grandparents. Who are you when you stop working multiple jobs and you finally have to sit with yourself? Who are you without a provider identity? Who are you without a caretaker identity? And you know, I think that having this realization would bring about a tidal wave of depression. Um, and no one wants to do that to themselves, right? I imagine it's similar to when I took my first black studies course in undergrad and I realized among many things, and that, you know, sent me down a 10 plus year rabbit hole that I am still in, um, that the language that we penalize today as uneducated, now known as AAVE or abonics, as it used to be called when I was in high school, um, comes directly from the fact that American slavers deliberately put together various ethnic African groups under slavery and tried to stamp out all individual languages and customs all while these enslaved Africans were trying to get accustomed to a language they did not know, which resulted in the lyrical cadences and phrases that we hear today. Um, they were not uneducated, they were just immigrants, which, as we know, unfortunately still rings true for many other groups. And so I just, I kind of just, you know, want to pose that question um, to my family, to, to anyone else. Like, I really want you all to think about that. Another comment, um, just being back, going back to being in 2022, um, and the energy from the racial uprisings has faded fast. I think about this often when there's been another hate-based shooting, like Buffalo. I remember that time period in 2020 and 2021, where companies were making acknowledgments each time a black person died by cop or by quote-unquote vigilante. Now there's simply too many to keep track of. We've settled fully into our dystopian reality, which I suppose is quite easy to do if you aren't the one doing the dying. And so I think, yeah, I guess I might just sit with that for a minute. But um, I think the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, the point of our show is The Boys. Season three is back on Amazon Prime Video. Um, I will say that I used to love this show. I really did. But in the shadow of the uprising, uh, the um, the Buffalo shooting, et cetera, et cetera. Watching it is really unsettling. Um, to be fair, it was always unsettling. I think, you know, the shock, the shock value was part of the point. But I'm experiencing a period in my life right now where I just want to see something 
anything that isn't exactly what's going on right now. You know what I mean? As a writer, and I mentioned this above, I struggle with this given what I have historically written, which has been magic realism, sci-fi, light, dystopian, whatever you want to call it. Um, And again, one of the things I've always loved about this genre is the ability to imagine a different, better world, um, or even the ability for the genre to give a dire warning to readers. Shout out to Octavia Butler again. Um, You know, like, this is where we will be if society doesn't get it together. I was actually recently working on a piece about, um, it was set in Philly, um, about city buses becoming the only cooling centers in a summer of like rolling blackout. So like the the premise is that like the the buses um, drive around all day because they have access to fuel and people have to get on and off if they want like a minute of like cool air. And you know, I thought that was like a really cool song concept and maybe I'll still write it, but like now with reports coming out about some states already anticipating overloaded energy grids, now it feels too real. Did I speak it into existence? And if I didn't already, do I want to? Anyway, thank you so much for joining me for Under New Suns, episode four. I'll see you next time.